so I'm finally a gym boy again, mm-hmm. and uh, which I know I've said multiple times, but this time I'm really gonna stick with it. And my boy, my boy, I did I did them leg presses with weight f- more than I needed to. And I have never been more muscle failure than I am today because I was walking up the stairs and I swear to God, I just collapsed. Like I started to step up and then I just went like an old lady in a fucking commercial. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time. It's time, it's time. Oh yeah, talking about a load, a load of BS, that's right ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the L-A-K, it's Blake Tanner! Hello Scotty Moore, the man that's keeping me up very late on a Monday night, how are you buddy? Welcome to late late yes. night Monday record times. Monday record. Uh, Scotty, I had a realization that today, this is day four for me, and by that uh, I mean, this is the fourth day in the last two months that I've gotten home at around five p.m. before midnight. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. And then I fucked it all up. You f- like no, you got to do work. Yeah, come and do the goofs. Come do comedy. I gotta stretch them comedy muscles. God knows how much they've atrophied. <laughs> oh yeah, I believe our last two. That last one was called Podcast Nightmare. The one before it was called like Comedy Suicide. Now this week we're getting back into it. We're gonna remember what comedy is. Um, uh, dude, I uh, I went I went on a vacation. And I'm about to say a sentence that's going to make you very fucking mad. Okay. I went to Panama City, the beach. Panama City, the movie, the beach. I went down there for a nice weekend vacation. And not once, Blake Tanner, did I actually step foot onto a beach. And not once did I ever immerse my body in liquid. Like, (laughs) I went to the beach and did not go to the beach. You are a genuine piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) No, look here. Okay, what What, what did you do while you were at the Panama City Beach? Um. Well, well, you were you were a panhandle man. Mm -hmm. We went to uh, we went to Dick's Last Resort, which is fantastic. Although our waitress, she was a nice lady, but can you know, like, I want you to go hard and I want you to go creative. If you're going to be a Dick's Last Resort bartender or waitress or whatever, this lady, all she could come up with for me and Emily was Joker and Harley Quinn. And I'm like, that's not even much. You didn't go that far. But all right. That's actually the first thing that I tell all of my waitresses at Dick's Last Resort. I want you to go hard and clever on me. I want you to go so clever on me. Please give it to me. Actually, please, this is the only enjoyment I'm getting out of this trip. She was a very, she was also a little bit ditzy, and I was like, I wish you were more mean so I could be mean back at you, but no, you're just kind of vapid, and I can't, I feel bad, because I could take you down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I, Um, I would feel bad, especially because she might not get half of it. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I once had a waiter at Dick's Last Resort, and he must have been stoned, because everything he said was always just a... The timing was just off enough that you were wondering, his brain's got an extra second going on in it. <laughs> it it's, uh, my favorite way to phrase that is, my buddy Zach, everyone... No, no, it was uh, my friend Nathan. They were all Was it your buddy around. or your friend? No, no, he's neither. No, no. Uh, we were all sitting around one day, and, or, and Nathan just got real quiet, and then he said something that was the dumbest thing of all time. And someone just goes, Nathan, what do you do when no one else is around? And my buddy's, no, best reply, my buddy Zach just goes, well, he buffers. And I, the, whole room, the whole room dropped. So, yeah, I think that waiter was buffering is what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> He must have had a bad connection. Yeah. <laughs> he had to reset his internal router. Yeah, if you looked in if you looked in his eyes, like this the pupil is spinning in a circle. It is a rainbow color. He turned it off and waited for fifteen seconds and turned it back <laughs> on. Oh man. But yeah, I learned something, my dude. Panama City Beach, um don't. Don't if it's June. If it's June or July, just don't when it comes to Panama City Beach. Because, my God, the sheer amount of white people with their windows rolled down, blasting Biggie and Tupac was insane. Like, at one point, I had to walk to, like, check into our hotel. And this, like, dude had his top pulled down and was blasting Biggie. And I was like, I need you to drive at the same pace that I'm walking just so I can get it as I walk there. That's the thing that I noticed, actually, like, because, um, alright, I know you know the layout of Panama City Beach, probably pretty, as well as I do at this point. You know how, like, there's that central area where everything goes on, that's where some of the nicer, like, uh, condos and stuff are? Yeah. And you know that's where all the yuppies congregate? also where the garb that's the garbage heap that's, because there's so many fucking cars yeah the one that's just impossible last time we stayed we stayed out on the west side of the beach like barely in panama city beach yeah and that was where all of the poor college students stayed and that was probably the most diverse v- beach experience that i've ever had and it was mm-hmm. the best thing Oh, man, like, with me, because, like, what I I do, like, what I love about towns like that and towns like Gatlinburg is, dude, I get in on tourist trap shit. Like, that's my steez. Like, we went to Ripley's. We hung out at Ripley's. Oh, we did all that shit. It was just nice to go back to not that at night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So, and we did end up going to the future side of the BS uh, Beach Resort, which is also known as Ray City. And my boy... I forgot we did that. Yeah. My boy, we became hustlers. We became go-kart hustlers because we got on this one track. Like, the first one we got on was all right, and it was a good race, and I came in second, and I was a little salty about that. (laughs) Then we get on the next one, and we had to rush to get on there, and it's a couple in front of us and then me and Emily in the back. So dude from first couple, girl from first couple, me, Emily. I start race. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Reverse it. Uh, Dude was second, and that's important. We start racing. Dude and me quickly overtake, I assume, what is his wife. And then for the rest of this fucking race, we are bumper to bumper, and I cannot catch an edge on this dude 
and I am working. I have never worked this hard at driving anything in my life to try to get around him. And then my poor, poor, apparently bad at driving girlfriend. I see her coming up, like not behind me, in front of us. Meaning we are about to fucking lap her. Oh. And so she thinks the logical thing, which is I don't want to be lapped, and starts stopping the guy from lapping her, but also from doing that. So lets me, like Ricky Bobby, like shake and bake, baby. And then I just go around the outside, pass by both <laughs> of them. And I, my heart has never raced so hard of, motherfucker, don't you dare catch up to me. Don't you dare catch up to me. Oh. I never realized... Just how, um, until we went to Ray City the first time, just how fucked over you could get if you get a bad go-kart. It's the worst experience of your life. <laughs> like, uh, when we went, the first one we rode was a two-seater, so it was actually me and her, and I was like, okay, cool, so I'll just take care of the driving, and you chill out. She's like, okay, that's fine. And I got mad. Because I got fucked over because my girlfriend was in the car with me. And I know that sounds bad, but the dude in front of me also had one of the souped-up two-seaters, but he didn't have another person. Wait, no, no, he did. He had a small, tiny person, which, guess what? Weight differentials is what weighed him down. I would have gotten it if it wasn't for that weight differential. See, now if there were downhill portions... (laughs) Would have gotten it. Oof. Did I ever tell you, I know I did, I sent you a Snapchat, but last time we went to Panama City Beach, we Mm -hmm. discovered this place called Sure Thing Cigars. Oh yeah, I remember seeing that on your Snapchat. And it is like this luxurious little hangout spot that stays open until 2am and has karaoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is that that? Is that the end of your story? (laughs) Uh, No, well, what happened was... It, there were four of us there. Um, two of them happened to be a couple. So yeah, yeah. my buddy Michael and I, we decided to give them some alone time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? So I decided, you know what? I want a cigar. And I found this. Eh, there's a couple of cigar places like closer to the center of Panama City. I don't want to go into Panama City. And then mm-hmm. out probably a good ten... 12 miles out uh, along the panhandle in the middle of fucking nowhere is this place called Sure Thing Cigars. And it is like you are driving at night through swamps and this little highway that's connecting all of these beach towns. And then there's nothing for a while and you come up on it. This shopping center that has all of these fun little shops and shit in it that are open during the daytime. It's got a food court and right nestled in there is this bumping little place. I believe it was right next to a bar. We didn't go check that out. Called Sure Thing Cigars with a large humidor and a beautiful, beautiful karaoke setup. And it was where all the 20-somethings were that lived in this tiny little community. And by that, I mean there were about six of them. 
like I am kind of scared right now cuz me I was gonna bring this up as like a funny haha thing that happened cuz me and Emily went to the cold I believe it was cold it had to have been cold stone creamery there's nowhere else it could have been and outside they had these signs for you know at uh at Guy Fieri's Planet Hollywood restaurant mm-hmm. that disgusting ass milkshake they have Ooh. where it's essentially a milkshake and then they just like took a pile of candy and slam it on top of it well coldstone had like 12 of those like they had a s'mores one they had a cookie dough one a bunch of dip the cookie dough one i got and buddy it just had a hunk of cookie dough just thrown in the top they were just like here just have this giant hunk of cookie with it and i just googled this trying to find you know cold stone novelty shakes cold stone new shakes it don't exist they're nowhere to be found i think this cold stone was purposefully trying to kill people they were just like all right we gotta go off the menu this weekend we're gonna end some lives Mm. You know, that's a real fun story, and I really like that. I'm really curious as to how, why you made it sound like a segue from my thing into yours. No, it wasn't. It was straight up a me being like, okay, look, I got a, I got, it was a built up, uh-huh, uh-huh, fuck, I have to solve this mystery. What is wrong with this cold stone, and why are they killing it? Mm, okay. I, I think to... that's just what cold stone does. That's what Cold Stone does, baby. Cold Stone, I looked up Stone Cold, Cold Stone Milkshake Fancy, Cold Stone Milkshake Novelty, Cold Stone Milkshake Gross. Like, I don't know, dude. You know, I, I'm an IT guy, and I professionally Google is the way that I like to kind of describe the way that I work. And something tells me that that's not really getting to the root of your Googling problems. <laughs> I looked up giant milkshake and one of the first articles just says, those giant Willy Wonka ass milkshakes are bullshit. Mm. I don't know. I don't think this shit exists. I don't think it exists. I think this one place was like, all right, we're about to fuck shit up. And I hope these, I hope Panama City Beach is ready for this. Do you remember what the name was? No, dude, like, I, I, it was at a Cold Stone, it was a fucking nasty giant milkshake that had some cookie dough shoved in the top, one of those pirouette, like, chocolate straw things, uh, a brownie, like, it had, it was gross how much was on there, I drank and ate it all, I don't care, it was my cheat day. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't feel, because what you're describing just sounds like a normal Cold Stone milkshake. It was in a mason jar. The mason jar was covered in chocolate syrup on the outside with, uh, like, uh, little bits of stuff on it. Then atop it, besides the milkshake on the inside, was a shit ton of whipped cream, a hunk of cookie dough just randomly in there. And by hunk, I mean, like, you would put this in the oven to bake a full entire cookie. A pirouette thing sticking out of it. Like, it had so much on it that it was disgusting to eat, but I was proud that I finished it. Oh, well, I've already, uh, 
I've lost the Cold Stone track, but I have found something called a birthday cake protein shake. Ooh. Subtitled Healthy Dairy Free Paleo. No, that's nice. Um, um, so let's see what this has to say. It's okay. cake, cake, cake batter, ice cream. Um, oh, it doesn't actually give a um a recipe. It's just telling me about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, this random website. Man, this shit don't exist. This shit, this is, what the fuck has happened? Okay, hold on, I found sick Cold Stone. We're on a Cold Stone mystery, Blake Tanner. I will not rest until we solve it. Each week we bring a mystery out here for the people to, to solve. This just reminds me of the time that I went hunting for shells on that little peninsula in that secret beach. And I that kept walking and walking. A, yeah. Oh, I did it again last time we were there. Uh-huh. I walked for... That's, I told them, if I'm not back in two hours, you might need to call somebody. Yeah. I was not back in two hours. Dude, um, I've learned to the... Uh, this is going away from beach. But the penultimate of social anxiety, which somehow quickly turned into me getting mad at an old woman, and it is the fact that I ran out of gas at an intersection... Like, sitting in my car, ready to turn, and then my car was just like, Hey, bud, no. You didn't feed me. You, you, you're going to take the brunt of this. So I just called my dad, like, Hey, dude, can you bring me some gas? He's like, Well, sure, son. Why don't you have gas in your car, you dumb fucking idiot? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I forgot to. Um, and so there was a car behind me, and then I turned on my hazards, and I just said, like, Hey, man, you got to go around. And so dude was like, Okay, I get it. Something's wrong with this car. Went running around. Then, this old ass, Gretchen ass, nasty old lady gets behind me. And I swear to God, Blake, does not look up from her phone (laughs) through three cycles of the light turning red and turning back. Like, three cycles. And I've been doing, like, go around, old lady. You got time. You got time to escape, and this old lady is still staring down, at which point I'm like, all right, I guess I'm just going to let her chill there. And then finally she's looking up and staring at me going, go, go. And I'm like, fuck you, old lady. I I can't move, you old creep. And then I'm even doing like, go the fuck around, old lady. And old lady is now like, there are people honking behind old lady and old lady's like, I can't do it. This idiot's sitting here. And I'm like, my hazards are on. It's not like I'm not trying. I'm not decided whether I'm going to turn left or right. This means my car is in trouble. And no, old lady's just still sitting there. Just like, I don't know why he's not moving. And then finally dad pulls up with the gas can. And I thought I would like, you know, in that moment, you want to be embarrassed because you're like, I'm sorry I kept this line up. And I'm, but then I realized I didn't keep nothing up. No. It was, just, it was this old ass lady. It was the old lady's fault the whole time. That was, that was very much not your fault. Yeah. Because I could just been like, go around. But no, old lady's just like, I, I, there's no other way to turn. There's no other way. It's not like I could turn my wheel slightly to the right and get around him. Oh, oh man! But you know what? I can never get around Blake Tanner. Well, hold on. You said oh. that was the penultimate, like annoying situation you could be in in the car. What's the ultimate? Uh, roadhead and a cop pulls you over. 
I'm just so irritated right now. <laughs> You're the only person on the planet who calls me out for the fact that I say penultimate instead of ultimate. Because <laughs> I do it a lot, and I always forget that penultimate means second most. Well... You're usually so good with grammar that I don't get that. I don't get that chance a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh no! Uh, the other day at work, uh, we had like a lady come in to talk to us about the credit card that we sell, which was a great class, obviously. And she, I told her, I like, like she was just like asking us general questions, like cake or pie, do you like this or that? And so she got to iPhone versus Android. And so I said iPhone. She's like, oh, what iPhone products do you have? And I go, I don't have one. I have a Galaxy Note 3. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> At which point, I said, well, unfortunately, I had like a nice iPhone 7, but it done did broke on me. And that's just me like doing a nice funny little sentence to aid my story. But then she's like, no, you shut the fuck up now. First, you got a Galaxy Note 3. Did you just say it done did broke? <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm sorry. It did done broke. I'm sorry I can't speak your fucking right language. <laughs> and my favorite was she kept giving me shit, so I kept, like, just saying things to prove myself, which just made it more confusing for her. She was just like... What's wrong with you? I'm like, I can also speak French and I've written four books. What the fuck is your problem? I'm like, I don't know, Doc. Just a lot's wrong with me. I, I, ain't, I ain't be doing nothing wrong, ma'am. I ain't. <laughs> I did, did done nothing did wrong. Oh, man. But you know who never does anything wrong, Blake? These guys. These guys, also known as the BS Army of the Patreon at patreon.com slash load of BS. And if you want to join the BS Army, I don't know. Should we? Should BS Army be a thing? I, I like it. I don't know. It feels like, do we have to make our own arm of the military too to counteract Trump's new military oh, arm? It's about to be like, should we the, be the BS Space Force? Can we put the, oh, it's got to be the BS, BS Moon Marines. Yes! Join... We want you to join the BS... Okay, fuck it. I had a whole nother idea for next month's shirt. It's definitely now join the BS Moon Marines. <laughs> but yes, if you want to join the BS Moon Marines, you can over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. You get access to our official Discord where you can hang out and chat with us and help us kind of come up with what we're going to talk about because we're not good at that. And then, of course, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you get shouted out on the week... Shout it out on the week every single show. <laughs> like the Patreon Saint Deborah Moore. Like Scott Moore. Like Elvis Edgehart. Like Miss Jenny Side. Like all your favorites. All over at patreon.com slash a load of BS. And, you know, I wrote a bunch of stuff about Segment 2. Yeah. And it just, it just says fucking Space Force. But I think we've hit the pinnacle with Moon Marines. <laughs> Um, also, I do want... Did you fucking see the raccoon? Um, I saw a raccoon out on my patio a couple days ago. No, my boy. The fucking raccoon that braved death itself and climbed, like, a 70-story building in, like, in Europe somewhere. They don't call them trash pandas for nothing. My dude, my dude... Like, it was emotional because, like, 
it had already started unfolding on Twitter of just like it's now up at the 16th floor. People are saying, "Why are you not going to a, going to approach it and try to get it?" Well, you don't understand. Raccoons will fuck you up, and so that's why no one's approaching it. But we have placed a trap on the top floor, but it's up to the raccoon to get to the top floor. And I'm like, what "Kind of fucking advice is that? Come on, raccoon, climb the rest of the way for this trap." I'm, I'm sorry, but that's... It's either up or down, raccoon. You gotta make your decision. <laughs> make your choice, raccoon. I'm t- um, hey, I promise we won't do weird genetic experiments on you. Yeah. No, dude, the worst was the fact that the first time I saw it, the raccoon still hadn't been saved. And oh so my. I had to go to sleep with that on my mind. It was just like, that raccoon could die. Raccoon ain't have food all day. Raccoon's just been climbing up this building like a boss-ass bitch. And then finally he reaches the pinnacle of the building the very next morning. And the entire world sighed a collective sigh. How long do you think that raccoon was climbing? Dude, it was like 12 hours. It was a very lengthy climb for that raccoon. My favorite, though, was someone on Twitter was just put, put like, a meme of, like, you, in, uh, you, ignorant. The world will never agree. We're all terrible, and we all deserve to die. Me, an intellectual. Yeah, but that one time, the whole world came together over that raccoon climbing a building. Oh. So, yeah, that that's my that's my story to bring to segment two. Although we could, I thought it might have been viral marketing for that skyscraper movie with The Rock in it. Except they've now recast The Rock as a fucking tiny raccoon. The weirdest thing is now that they're making that skyscraper movie, the, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the prequel to the, uh, to the giant monster movie. The Rampage? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which in itself is a reimagined uh, prequel of that old fun game. Yeah, a pre- yeah, it's a oh yeah, I guess it would be a prequel, wouldn't it? See, the thing that bugs me about that movie, and I guess it's just the fact that Dwayne was like, "We need to make this serious. <clears throat> that way, we can reach the whole world because not everybody gets the specific humor of that game." I'm like, Dwayne, please, just make that game movie as buck wild as those games were, because I'm fairly sure. In the game, the way they turned... They were, firstly, they weren't animals. They were humans. Oh, they were definitely just, people. They were people who drank a soda and then got turned into giant monsters. And also, Dwayne, why is there not a giant you at the end of this film? Why not just have giant rock? God, I would love that. Can we oh, please man, they- have a movie where there's a, just a giant Dwayne the Rock Johnson? I think that was the main complaint a lot of people have is like the ending was clearly setting up the world's greatest tag team match of Dwayne and this gorilla versus uh, Lizzie and Ralph, I think the wolf's name is. Yep. So in the original game, um, you have George, which is the giant gorilla yeah, who was transformed by an experimental vitamin. Oh, um, of course he was. Yep. Lizzie, a Godzilla-like dinosaur lizard transformed by a radioactive lake, mm-hmm. and Ralph, the giant werewolf, who was transformed by a food additive. You know, Blake, there are times where stuff comes out, and I'm like, did we come up with this? And Rampage is very much a game where I'm like, did me and Blake time travel back to 1993 or whatever and be like, all right, guys, we got a game for you. Yeah, no. Giant monsters, but wait food additives because 
Well, no, because if we did it, there would be a giant raccoon that got real tall because it climbed a building good. Damn it, I had fucking soda in my mouth. Son of a bitch. Oh. No, that that was our pitch, and then they changed it. We were like, all right, look, it's going to be about a raccoon that climbs pretty good. And they're like, why not like a gorilla like King Kong? No, dog, raccoon. It's got to be a raccoon. <laughs> what, you don't like raccoons? And then the moon marines are going to come in and save them all. <laughs> well, that's I, what I the moon if... marine defense force was established for. Uh-huh. Like, they airdrop from the moon. Do you think they're, f- why do you think they're on the moon? They're not fighting shit on the moon. There's nothing on the moon. It's not a... F- well, I, I love this slow burn of us slowly creating a bunch of shit all having to do with the moon, including our moon base that we own. Uh, we've done a lot of shit on the moon. I think we, that's just ours now. The moon is ours now. I'm going to write a children's book about the moon and us living on the moon. It's gonna be really good. I've already got it plotted out. Coming this December. Bowdy the Moon Bear. Anyways. <laughs> oh, man. Alright. Well, that I guess that's segment two. <laughs> Just some good quality goose about a fucking raccoon. And now we're gonna move on. Okay. No, it's okay. Well, hold on. Didn't you, uh, you had some good shit, didn't you? About your fucking sexist-ass gym teacher. It's just from... I don't even remember what we were talking about. I think I just said the word coach. Did you know... You said at, coach a lot, yeah. Blake. Because you want to be a coach. Every male teacher was also a coach. Now, I can't... I don't think that was the same with mine because we had, like, the typical tough guy coach teachers and then we also had, like, these... Small little, they were shaped like Senor Card Gauge from fucking Homestar Runner. <laughs> they were just like, hello, today we're going to learn, we're going to learn about chemistry. You like chemistry? I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, yeah, okay. Uh, nope, that was a coach. <laughs> the only non-coach we had was our theater teacher. I teach tennis. And the first thing that they asked him when he started working there was, okay, what do you want to coach? What? Really? Yeah. They're very That's... big on every, like, because, you know, small town high school, everybody's got to have a coach for something. Yeah. Dude, we were, like, number one with football. Football was our big deal. That I guess that's why they didn't really care about the coaches for other shit. They're like, baseball, I don't know, Janitor Ricky can teach the baseball team. But as long as, like, we got our, our main coaches killing the football team, we're good. Which, by the way, I walk. I remember walking through our locker room, which I never did because I was in fucking theater. And I walked through the gym, lo- or like the official football locker room. They had a giant tub of muscle milk, and to this day, I still am pondering where I can go buy it. I just want me that big old tub of muscle milk. Just give me that tub of muscle milk. Where's that muscle up? tub at? <laughs> a muscle tub. Mm. Get it strong. That tubble milk. Tubbo milk. Uh, yeah, I remember that, but, like, other than that, like, I didn't run into our coach teachers much. Like, the only mm. one, I think Mr. Morrison might have been a coach at one point, but he was more our overly Republican, but also respected all people kind of teacher. 
Like, he was... Yeah, I know those two don't sound like they go together, but, like, he was a really dope dude. Like, he did Civil War reenactments on the weekends and shit. And he would just come in, and my favorite thing he ever did was one day he just kind of, like, shut the door. And I think we had, like, Chinese food that day for lunch, and we all had fortune cookies. He shuts the door, he's like, all right, everybody. You all do some funny shit? Yeah. Everyone, open your fortune cookie. You gotta read it out loud, but afterwards you gotta say in bed. <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? You're the teacher! And he's like, let's do it. Oh, we would n- we'd never have a coach or a teacher, for that matter, that would do that. That's hilarious. That was Mostly good. because, uh, I've told this story on the podcast before, we had the one coach that almost got arrested for using the president in... I, uh, oh, in a bad yeah. math example involving I, a sniper. I forgot about that, yeah. Oh, no, one other time, he, uh, this one, this one was more just, like, how well he was at observation, is he just showed us a video of, like, I can't remember what it was, but it involved a band playing, like, a marching band playing, and afterwards, he stops the video and he just goes, alright, we're gonna talk about all the other shit later, but, uh, how many of you can play instruments? And then we all, like, whoever could raise their hands, and he goes, called it. What? How? (laughs) Yeah, I know exactly. How? He goes, I was watching y'all motherfuckers. (laughs) (coughs) And when that music started playing, all y'all that could play instruments started tapping your feet along with it. And we're like, we just like music. That's all it was. Son of a bitch. Uh, We, this is the darker side of that we had a lot of pervy coaches. Oh, man. Like, I don't... there was a lot of that going around, and it was uncomfortable. I am not going to say names, because one of the people in this story is actually a friend, but I hope she doesn't listen to this podcast. We don't talk a lot, but she was a friend in high school. And she may have gotten a teacher kicked out of our school and sent to another school because they were dating. Ooh, fuck. Well, now they're happily married, so, I mean, I <laughs> guess it all work. It all works out in the end. Well, uh, yeah. We had one that um, all you had to do was, like, get the... And he also coached the, uh, the girls' softball, so it was real extra nope. weird. Um, nope. He was this very rotund short man mm-hmm. um and he would just he would just sit there all day at his desk and instead of teaching history he would talk to all of the girls on the softball team in his class and he'd sit there with a weird smile on his face and he'd be rubbing his big old belly just uh, like yeah fun fun little denouement of my story uh the girl in that story may or may not do adult films now with the teacher. So... Man, it really makes me want to catch up with what the fuck has happened with some of my teachers that aren't there anymore. You... <laughs> Sup, Mr. Robinson, you in porn? Really? Ah, that's what all the old teachers oh. are doing now. No, so you did get arrested. Okay. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I don't can know I just I... say, sir, can I just say? Called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will, one of my favorite teachers, and it was actually Senior Card Gage, uh, 
one day I did, I think I may have told this on the podcast. I f- this whole fit segment feels like we've done it before. And I don't know if it's just because we. <clears throat> this is a subject you talk about a lot. Like, you always talk about old teachers and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, one time we were doing a Shakespeare day because that was the way our theater teacher approached things was Shakespeare is the end-all, be-all. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, and so, um, and so after, and I made a fake, because I was pretty decent at effects makeup, I made a fucking nub. I remember my, this. I made a nub for Titus Andronicus, and I went to my my chemistry teacher, I was just like, hey man, do I need to go to the fucking doctor for this, or what? Waka waka, and with like the seriousness of like a secret agent of a, a moon marine, just is like, <coughs> is that cuttable? I'm sorry? What the fuck did you, like my arm? No, no, no. What you made that shit out of, is it cuttable? No. Yeah, actually, it's pretty cuttable. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Come with me. At which point, we shuff, we fucking cut a hole in it, and he gives me a bulb and a rubber hose and I cut it, and I shove the hose through it so it looks like a broken artery. And he goes, all right, now, um, I'm sure your theater teacher has some, or you can always go to the first aid class where they will have a giant fucking bucket of mint-flavored blood that you can drink. So if you Ooh. just get that and dip it in and suck it up, now you can have, like, a broken artery spurting out blood. And I was like, you're the most fucked-up dude ever. I love this. Well... There's your son. There's your son. And my favorite was the the end. The last performance I did of Titus Andronicus, I had that fucking bulb loaded with blood, and I made this grandiose gesture of like, no! And then just released a torrent of blood upon the other students, killing them all instantly. Yep. And that's how I got arrested and sent to the moon. Did you ever have, like, a Shakespeare day or something like that where, like, the theater kids could come out in theater? No. Most of the time they kept us sequestered in our little basement like children ripped from their parents at the border. Your stuff seemed more professional that y'all did, though. It did. It was pretty nice. Um, yeah, yeah. We did, uh, and nobody else cared about it. Yeah, I could, we were kind of the same way where we were. My favorite, the second Shakespeare day we did, uh, I was only involved in two. And the second one we did, I had one of those speaker shirts from Think Geek that plays music, and I walked around playing, like, old mandolin covers of, like, modern music. So I had, like, a mandolin cover of Teenage Dream and stuff like that on there. But she wanted us to prepare monologues, and we would perform monologues throughout the day. And I went, well, why not this instead? And I found uh, the old Animaniac sketch where they performed, like, Midsummer Night's Dream, and then Dot would come in and trans... Or, no, uh, I think Wacko would come in and translate what they were saying and make it funny. I thought we would do that. That went over, like, a lead fucking balloon, my boy. No one gave a shit. It was not funny. And so it was up to me to save the day. And I saved the day in quite possibly the coolest fashion I ever have, which is the fact that I've started to play... I wrote a parody of Love the Way You Lie by Eminem, but it was about, uh, I think it was about Hamlet. 
and I fucking performed that, and I had a crowd of people all going wild. I was wilding out with Eminem and Shakespeare all in one day. Oh, that reminds me. Just recently, I found a No Fear Shakespeare translation that I loved. Yeah. Um, the full text is, Full thirty times hath Phoebus's card gone around, Neptune's salt wash and Telus's orbit to ground, and thirty dozen moons with borrowed sheen about the world have times twelve thirties been, since love our hearts and hymen did our hands unite commutal in most sacred bonds. Translation? Well, what's that from? Uh, Hamlet. Oh, okay. Uh, translation? It's been thirty years since we were married. Yep. It's like a it's like a Japanese movie where the guy goes on for like a long time in Japanese and then the <laughs> subtitle just says like no. <laughs> I refuse. Oh, what 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 parody movie did that really well? I can't remember. I think it um I think it was Austin Powers. <laughs> I, I think they did Austin have Powers. a bit like that in Austin Powers. No, oh man, what was this? Um, oh no no no! It wasn't, but it wasn't subtitles. But it was Kung Pao Enter the Fist. It was Kung Pao. <laughs> yeah, that is the best movie of. All. Let oh. me put it. People talk about how quotable Anchorman is and like Step Brothers. I will quote Kung Pao for five hours if you let me. I will just go and go. Oh, uh, can I use this second to pitch an idea that I had? Because okay, obviously in our Buckwild movie tournament. We've missed out on a lot of Buckwild movies. Yeah. So I think that every now and again, we need to challenge our top Buckwild movies. Oh, okay. I'm down with that. Just everyone, like if we can't come up with a third segment, we could do that. Yeah. All right. I'm down with that. We could do that. But before we get into it, Blake, we need to talk about merch. Dot a load of pure BS. Com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You like us. You like the BS boys. And you want to join the BS Moon Marines. Well, you can. If you go over to merch.alotapurebs.com and pick you up some BS merch. We got merch for Fight Boys, Opposite Attractions, Fun Fiction, and then, of course, of course, a load of BS got merch. We got a brand new shirt every single month that I designed. We got br- shirts always there for you to check out, ladies and gentlemen. So make sure to get it for yourself over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Now, Blake, of course, next week, as we know, is the finals. Yep. The, f- the finales of the BS Buckwild movie tournament, mm-hmm. but right now, it's time to figure out who our bronze winner is as Space Jam takes on Food Fight, which, by the way, me and you both missed an opportunity. I chose to miss mine, and, well, I mean, you had a bunch of shit, so you had no choice, but Space Jam was definitely in theaters last Sunday, and I remember I lo- that. I lost my shit. I was like, wait a minute. We could come on and slam to welcome to the jam in theaters? Are you kidding me? Let's go. Um, but since, uh, since we've kind of said everything we can, I did find an article called Space Jam is the craziest kids movie ever made, and we should be grateful for it. <laughs> and it's really just a list of all the shit, a lot of which I've missed in Space Jam. <laughs> including apparently they make a dick joke about patrick ewing oh god <laughs> yeah because it's after he's gotten the talent taken away from him and he's just like what the fuck i don't have my i can't i can't play b-ball anymore what's what's wrong with me and the therapist just goes 
Are there any other areas besides basketball that you find yourself unable to perform? And he's just like, no! My dick works fine, old man! <clears throat> okay, just checking. Uh-huh. Um, and then, I, I, I don't know. Tell me if this comes off as a boner joke to you. But it's when Lola, like touches Bugs's cheek and then his whole body just stiffens up in midair which feels like just an old cartoon thing but it does have some boner connotations to it you know I think I think where we're going wrong here is we're thinking that it wasn't a boner joke in the first place <laughs> uh, yeah it's pretty it's boner-esque oh yeah see the thing is back in the day when those cartoons and shit would come out Sexuality in America was so repressed to the point that you could get away with stuff like that and nobody would bat a freaking eye. Yeah. Also, there, like, the next thing is just that hypersexualized cartoon rabbit, and there's a shot of Lola Bonnie bending over to pick up the basketball that, like, they even say it in the article, looks like it's from a porn parody. I forgot about this shot in the movie, but oh, Jesus. Must- Hachi machi. There's a few things that... <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Also, um, I didn't realize this, but apparently the fucking scoreboard is buck wild in this movie. Because, uh, you know, when they start, the monsters start really giving it to them, giving them the grundle, the, the, their tickers goes up to 70, and then it says kind of one-sided, and then it just keeps going and keeps going. But then the second half, they're 66 to 20. So, so apparently points shave, got shaved <laughs> off. And then at the end, near the end of the game, the scoreboard says 77-67 with only a few seconds left. But then immediately Jordan's like, we have to score two points to win. What? Yeah, apparently just, like, a lot of goals were scored and points were taken away. Also, one thing we didn't bring up is the fact that the fucking Looney Tunes weren't popular when this came out. No, the this is, actually, at this point, that probably brought the Looney Tunes back to popularity. Yeah, Looney Tunes back in action. Like, no. But this is the... <laughs> This is the equivalent of, like, if nowadays we were like, you know what, we should really do an awesome cartoon where LeBron, or an awesome movie where LeBron James teams up with Fonzie and the Happy Days crew. Like, are you sure that's been, like, 30 years ago? No, 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 it's fine. Uh, Mm. let's see. Most of the cast members aren't even actors, which we kind of knew about. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, my main point for it being Buck Wild is on the list, which is... Bill fucking Murray was there. Bill Murray was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and on the topic of b-ball skills, he can really ball. That said, his stamina is pretty weak. He plays for like 30 seconds, then retires. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, um, oh, man. See. Ar- oh, wow. This is another one. Is the fact that R. Kelly is the vo- like the voice of the fucking... Mr. Pissman is the voice of the Space Jam soundtrack. And at the end of the film, when the fucking UFO comes and drops off Michael Jordan, two seconds later, that whole arena don't give a shit about that UFO. They're just like, MJ's back to play one more game of baseball. Awesome. Was that a UFO? Ah, it doesn't matter. 
That's cool. Probably just a publicity thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, I forgot about this, too. Larry Bird and Bill Murray watch Michael Jordan get sucked down that hole and then just, like, leave. Whatever. Like, oh, what, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, this is just Saturday with MJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, up, up next on the list, the Monstars don't understand the components of a basketball team, which is a whole lot of stuff about basketball that I wish I understood. And then, like, the last one is just dunking on the movie. It just says Roger Ebert gives it a thumbs up, and they think that's Buck Wild. He gave the usual, usual suspects one and a half stars and Space Jam three and a half. Space Jam is so crazy that despite the fact that it's objectively bad, the most respected critic gave it a good review. Fuck you. Space Jam is a great film, you piece of shit. Also, yes, I... I believe that there's a place for critics of movies nowadays and back in that time, and it is the garbage can. Well, no, hold on. He, he said good things. He was like, it's a good film. Oh, no, I mean all of the critics criticizing the critic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of critics pan that movie. Pieces of shit. Right, motherfuckers. Meanwhile, a movie that is worth criticizing heavily. <laughs> Food Fight. It's Food Fight, which was a film on a $65 million budget that looks like it was CG animated by a team of first-year animators at yep. a uh, at an online school that doesn't give you full accreditation. <laughs> I want to see the commercial for that school. Come in. You won't get fully accredited, but we'll get you close. Mm-hmm. Your, your degree will say 75% accredited. You gotta go find that other 25, though. Get your name on a movie with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, exactly. It had a $65 million budget. And I think we went into this on the last one. Wasn't there, like, espionage? Yeah, somebody stole the drives. Like, stole... They, they, they took the microfilm. He did take the microfilm. He took the microfilm of fucking Food Fight. See, here's the thing. The most buckwild thing about Food Fight for me is the fact that, like, it came out in, what, 2013, 14? Uh, 12. Okay. I remember... Well, no, sorry, that was in the UK. 13 okay. in the US. I remember... It was finished by 2012, so... Yeah. I remember in, like, 2007 and 2008 seeing stuff for this movie on Wikipedia. I remember seeing, like, oh, shit, this movie looks like it's going to be amazing. Charlie Sheen's in it. Hilary Duff is in it. All these great stars are in it and getting really excited to see. It was like Cloverfield. I was get, I was on the hype train, and then just nothing came of it. And then, mm. like, multiple years later, I saw, like, a JonTron video where he's like, we're going to talk about Food Fight! And then, like, that's it. You know, I think this explains why so much of the animation was bad, because the stuff that was stolen had a bunch of assets for making, like, <clears throat> the animation. Yeah, yeah, Well, if you've ever seen how the process of, like, a 3D animated show or movie works, they basically, like, have the models, but they just kind of, like, move them along without, um... Yeah, without, tuning, like, doing anything. Yeah, without tuning their animations and stuff, so it's just, like... You see the models just sliding from one point to another, and you hear the voice acting over it. Yeah, yeah. and that's they're like, that's good. 
We'll just yeah. put it like that. That's good enough, I guess. Off, top, off topic, one of my favorite things I ever saw uh, animation-wise that was really cool was I watched the Monsters vs. Aliens, which, by the way, that should have been a bigger film than it was. I'm upset that it was. It was a really good movie. But I saw the Monsters vs. Aliens, like, behind the scenes, and apparently they had... They didn't have, like, a spec... Like, when you think of animation, you think, I've drawn a frame. Or, I've done a frame, now I'm going to do next frame, now I'm going to do next frame. Instead, they did it like a video game where they just programmed this person walks here, this person stands up, this person says this, and then they had an in-scene camera that they could record with. So that's how they recorded everything. They actually just recorded the animations. It was so dope. I've seen that before. Oh, that's cool. There's some. Also, Stephen Colbert's in it, and it's my favorite thing he's ever done. Um, there's some things that happen that we haven't uh, mentioned before, which are, for example, Dex Dog Detective, the main character, who is also a dog. Yeah. Uh, who? <laughs> what is his? What does he represent, by the way? Did we ever figure out what Dex well, Dog Detective's thing is? What happened was there were a lot more brands that were supposed to be advertised in this movie, but the mm-hmm. advertisers pulled out when it became clear that the movie would be horrible. So. They get re- they got replaced, um, and I'm quoting, with Urzat's versions of brand icons, usually the most vile character designs the creators could come up with. Yeah, yeah. Let's ruin our movie that's already bad cause, and revenge these people. So wait, who is Dex Detective like supposed to be? Like, I, I, I want to I want to know what he was representing. I don't know if it ever says what his brand is. You would think that'd be an important thing to break down. Yep. Because, like, Shit Rat is obviously for, like, chocolate bars or something. Uh, I think the count, the creepy count who wants to fuck the Shit Rat is, like, a Count Chocula thing. Um, what's his girlfriend? I don't think I know what his girlfriend represents either. No, she's just a lady cat with, a lady with cat ears. Uh-huh. Also, uh, can we just break down... Who who stayed in? Mr. Clean, which, by the mm-hmm. way, I would have thought Mr. Clean would have stayed out. Um, Charlie the Tuna from the fucking Cans of Tuna. Yep. That, I, I think we could get sponsored by Charlie the Tuna. We could get Charlie the Tuna on this fucking show. And if I remember correctly, the third one is the fucking Velasic Stork. <laughs> Did I get that right? Oh, yes, but Sunshine Goodness is a mascot for a raisin company. I could see that. And do you know how she makes the raisins? Don't, don't, don't talk. Hey, Scotty, do you know how she makes the raisins? She may be a cat. Don't She may be a cat lady, but she makes raisins like rabbits. Well, I was going to say it could be like a hairball, which would kind of be cuter. No, she poops them out. Now... Since we're just kind of going freestyle jazz tonight, let's just get into this. Do you think Tech Dog Detective is into that? He's just like, get to put the raisins on me. Put a raisin on my chest. I mean, he ha- I, he has to be at this point. <laughs> like, because there's no way he don't eat the raisins that she shits out. And you just gotta be like, it's gotta be a bit of a kink. Oh. Okay, I got more stuff to get through. Um, he's ver- Dex Dog Detective is very bad at making food puns. Um, his most notable example, let's strawberry jam out of here. 
What? Which isn't even really a... I, well, maybe they were going for, like, one of the, like, an irony thing. You know, like, modern day, they use that kind of irony thing to be like, oh, he's such a doofy character, see what he's doing. But, like, I don't want to say they're that smart. I want to think they were just like, yo, that's a good pun. Put that in there. Yeah. Well, he is a functioning dog man-child in that movie, so... Yeah, yeah. Um, see... Motion capture, arm acting, and facial expressions were absolutely terrible, with rumors that it was made using Xbox Connect. Yeah, I can actually see that. Yeah, I can see that a lot. All, um, also, and I it just anytime I remember something that's fucking insane out of this movie, I want to bring it up. Um, I love the fact that the pervert vampire chocolate fiend don't talk like a vampire, like. <laughs> Like, he sounds like Dave from accounting, and they're like, Dave, come in here. We need you to do this. Fucking Charlie Charlie Hunnam was supposed to come in and record these lines. Or, no, who would be better? Uh, Javier, Javier Bardem was supposed to record this line, but then he got an Oscar nom and backed out. Come in, and he's just like, awesome, let me do my lines. Chocolate? Are you made of chocolate, my friend? Like, are you sure you're a vampire? Also, the climactic food fight that this movie is named for is extremely long. Yeah, yeah. And the shots are extremely reused. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. How it's just kind of like the same scene over and over again. Over and over for 30 fucking minutes. Now, I feel like the spiritual successor to this movie, Sausage Party, had a better ending where they were just like, why don't we just fuck everything yeah everything gets fucked and that's it and you know what we just realized we're in a movie we're coming for you yeah yeah we're gonna <laughs> after we have our orgy we're gonna treat this like a college pl- a college theater presentation of hamlet we're just gonna fuck everything on stage also there are some concepts in here so they're Ike, the icons, which is what the uh, the brand mascots are called. They're called uh-huh. Ikes. If an Ike dies, it causes their product to expire. What? Just one of them or all of them? All of them. So wait, dude, so that, that fucking cow dies, all that milk gonna go bad. Yep. Even, wait, even purchased items? So if you're at home, you're like, oh shit, this Ike died. Oh yeah, definitely, and they disappear from the bottle. I'm calling that. I'm calling that now. Anytime I get sour milk, I'm like, "Oh man, the Ike died. Ike died in this jug earlier." This one, this one's not so much funny as just pedantic on the part of whoever made this list. Yeah, the creators yeah. clearly know nothing about animals. For example, throughout the movie, Dex eats raisins despite them being poisonous to dogs. In another scene, also that answers the raisin question. Oh, yeah, he's got that dirty fucking raisin kink. Um, in another scene, Dex offers cheese to some hamsters, even though it's dangerous for hamsters to eat cheese. Also, Dex's best friend is made of fucking chocolate. I just realized that. Oh, yeah. I feel bad. Like, there's there are people in this movie where I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with you being in this movie. I don't give a shit. I feel bad that Wayne Brady's in this movie. Wayne Brady deserves the fucking world, and this is what he gets. Oh, I've just found a list of fun sex references in this movie. 
Okay. I, I think that's going to be the end of the segment. All right. He, yeah, yeah. Okay, Daredevil Dan is who is a character who flies a plane. He spots his girlfriend named Sweet Cakes and calls out to her from the air saying, Nice package. How about some chocolate frosting? Later on in the film, he mentions how he'll miss playing Lick the Frosting with Sweet Cakes. Um, there's one where Lady X says, I want to scrub your bubbles, Dex. During the battle scene, there's a point where it looks as if a bunch of airplanes launch right out of Lady X's nethers. Nethers! Uh, there's a scene in the middle of the fight where Daredevil sa <laughs> Dan says, Are those melons real? Damn it. And before one of the main characters dies, his last words are, I think I just wet myself. It feels rather nice. I hope it was Dex, that dirty fucking pervert. <laughs> hope he died. Hope Dex died. Alright, man. I want Space Jam to take the bronze, but Food Fight is so fucking good, dude. It's a... It's kind of buck wild. It, it is a buck wild movie. I think both of these are kind of on the same level of buck wild, which is making it a hard decision for me. It's because uh. one is a good movie and one's a bad movie. And I feel like it's bad. If you can keep buck wild without it going into this is also bad and unbearable. Like that's a skill. That's the edge. I think space jam has. Yeah. Cause I think at this point, we have two movies that are on, to me, equal levels of Buck Wild. Mm -hmm. Now, we get to decide the movie we like more. Oh my boy! That's and that a, goes that's... to Space Jam. <laughs> Come on, a slam! And welcome to the gym. Okay, I'm just okay. Good, we got a fucking medal. I got a medal. That's all that matters. It's in all right. This... In this tournament that I only had three movies in, at least one got all the way to a fucking bronze. I'm proud. And so next week, Blake, we gotta decide the fucking uh, Oh, finals. by the way, you're welcome. <laughs> because I gave you that shit. Uh, yeah, I know. I On know. a bronze platter. Yeah. Uh, but next week we get to decide the fucking finale, my dude, as uh, Bad Lieutenant takes on... Wait a minute, did all dogs make it to the finals? No. What is it it's, in the final? It's Bad Lieutenant versus Nothing But Trouble. Oh, shit, I forgot Nothing But Trouble existed. <laughs> Damn, that's going to be so tough. I actually, I, I think we need to, I'm going to watch them before we Oh, do yeah. It. We have to watch them. Which, by the way, apologies to our patrons. Um, we still have not recorded our uh, riff tracks of these, but we will soon, hopefully. And that'll go all out to all these lovely people at patreon.com slash load of BS. Um, but for now, Blake, it's been an episode. I earned my bronze. But what did you learn this week? I learned that, um, you know, you may have earned the bronze this week, but next week I'm going to earn the silver and the gold. <laughs> I earned both. And I learned uh, that if you're tapping your feet to music, it means you play a mandolin, boy. You play some music if you tap your feet. Call it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also learned that old ladies don't know what hazard lights are. Yep. Oh, another thing I learned is, you know what? If you want to be a teacher that has a relationship with the student, it's A-OK -okay as long as you start doing porn together. Mm -hmm. um, and I also learned that I need to keep up with when we start this episode, because I think this one ran a little bit long, my dude. So, Blake Tanner, where can they find you on yes. the internet? 
at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter, at the Darkroom Video on YouTube, Darkroom Video on Twitch, the same place that I say every week. I'm going to run through it. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and make sure to buy all my books on Amazon, Quiesel Corp, Quiesel Corp, Risen, Quiesel Corp Revelations, and the and BS versus the Gods, where me and Blake fight off people. I need to, actually, I think there is a reference to us having a badass moon base at the end of uh, BS versus the Gods. Nice. And uh, make sure to check out my new series. It's not on the BS network. It's on my personal YouTube channel called Let's Write a Book. Uh, and you guys kind of get to go behind the scenes with me as I write my new book. So I'm going to take you through everything from the plotting to how I make my characters to all that. So if you have any interest in learning how to write or how my process works, make sure to look up Let's Write a Book on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, make sure to go to a load of purebs.com and check out the other BS Network programs. Fun Fiction, the brand new show where me and Brenna, we check out different shows and stuff. We did the Adventure Zone last week, and it was so good. It's probably my favorite episode we've done so far. Uh, before we recorded tonight, we actually did an episode on Pirates of the Caribbean. It's going to come out next week. And then make sure to check out Fun or uh, Opposite Attractions, the Theme Park Podcast, and Fight Boys if you're into pro wrestling. All over at a load of pure BS.com. Ladies and gentlemen, and as always, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. Buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon, find us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, and remember you can find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS. Accept no substitutes, and we will see you next week!